0: This is Mark Kelly and I'm part of the leadership at City Church Leeds
1: and I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope that it blesses, encourages
0: and inspires you. If you find these podcasts helpful, would you please consider standing with us and
1: supporting us? For more information about this and other resources and media, please visit citychurchleeds.net. We can make it, meet in a big hall like this, but uh, actually, this is, as we said so many times, this is family. Uh, and I'm looking around the room, and I'm seeing like you guys here, and, and, so, and so. Hi, Sam. You all right? <laughs> Good to see you. Um, and I, I look around, and I just see we're all different, aren't we? And yet, this is God's family. And uh, there was something that I sense was very much part of the culture of the people of God, that as families, they would sit and talk together. So much of their story was part of what they shared together, their history, you know. Um, and I th- I just think it's good when, in fact, well, we were just somewhere recently and, and just, Kate and I, we were just um, talking about things in our own lives of where God had shown up, where God had shown himself faithful and when you i mean it, it's great when other people hear your story but it's great when you hear your own uh, do you ever find that whenever you're giving test your own testimony that um you know you think wow that does me good when we're speaking about the faithfulness of god and um what i want to do uh just because there's only you know uh this is easy like this um, I just want us to have a time when we can just talk about stuff, what God has done. Um, just come and, and tell us a story. Come and tell us about something that God's done, either in your life or something you've seen God do, that is just going to be a testimony to the rest of us of the greatness, the wonder, the love of God. So um, I'm, I'm just going to throw that open um who would like to be first to come and just tell us a story about the goodness of god come on mate let's give this guy yeah bless
2: you thank god for his grace well i was brought up in a christian home but it didn't make me a christian you know and i was taught the way of the lord and as a young man um looking out onto life and um I realized we needed, uh, uh, what can I say, direction and um, um, an understanding of what to do, you know. And in some some areas I felt a little lost, and uh, I sort of drifted away from home and the, the family. And But it was one wonderful thing, being brought up in the house of God was, as my parents brought me to the house of God. What was unique was I learned a lot of stories, biblical stories, which um, really helped to keep me together. And I would often even sneak out of Sunday school or church and go around the corner, and friends would call me Brother Mac. You know, I was always trying to fit in with the other guys, and they'd say, oh, that's Brother Mac. And I thought, I'm not, you know, I didn't want to be associated with anything to do with Jesus, really. But I thank God that, you know, I had praying praying parents, and, you know, God had his, his hand on me. But really just trying to fit into life, because... You know, the Christian road is, I realize now it's a straight and narrow road, and there's so many things to do. So we see, we live in a world where so much things are happening, and you think, well, that's okay. So maybe, maybe I'm the odd one out. But um, yeah, so, you know, trying to make sense of it all. And I just thank God that one day he really sort of visited me by his spirit and spoke to me and, um, you know, helped me to sort of get things together. And in building my life, one of the things I found out, which I wasn't really, good at was one was integrity you know and that's the way the lord really spoke to me about integrity how even his creations fulfills what it does like for instance the sun it shines every day it fulfills its purpose you know we know the earth goes round but it never fails us the sun never fails and that was the thing that really hit me that morning when the lord really spoke to me i was way in bradford doing my own thing and he yeah you know as i left The relationship that I was with at the time wasn't really good. He just used a natural sun in the sky to speak to my heart. You know, every day it gets up, does its job, and doesn't fail. And I thought to myself, well, if that's doing that, if I had what that sun had, whoever made it. And as I said that in my heart that morning, I was at the bus stop leaving um, where I was to go back to Leeds. Um, the, The Lord really spoke to me, and the name that came to me was Jesus and I just broke up in tears. I really wept uh, that morning. And from that, you know, he never left me there. He continued to grow in my life and continue to do things. And one of the things was I really wanted settlement because I lived in a lovely home. My parents were married and, you know, mum's babies are coming, children. It was always the expansion of our family. My dad and parents really loved children and thank God for that. But I thought, I didn't. you know, how do I do this? And one of the, one of the things that the Lord really touched me as a young man as i began to you know follow him and read the word was the things that he loves he desired for me and uh one of the things the greatest things that you know as salvation done for me was taught me about um marriage and things you know and thank god i've been married for 25 years now and that's my lovely lady over there sharon my <laughs> wife but that was so great for me. That was a big step. And even the day I was getting married, friends couldn't believe. Some came to see, is it really reason getting, going down the aisle? Because we know him, you know. Oh, gosh. But th- that's what Jesus has really done for me. And I just stopped there, really. But it's so great to trust in him. And he's lovely. And um, it, builds, it builds us, you know. He's really built my life and um allowed me to understand how to do it. That was a thing I think I didn't know how. How to put certain things together. So I, I didn't get, encourage anybody, just wait on him, and you know, it's all in the Word that shows how to build our lives. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's, give, hey,
1: well Let's give this guy a round yeah. of applause, yeah. thank cool. you. Yeah. Well, um, when I was saw Survivor on Wednesday, um, it was on the third night, I think, there was this little lad called Matthew, I think he was about 11 or 12, um, and he had a car accident, and um, me and one of my friends went up to him and we asked him if we could pray for him and within I don't know maybe five ten minutes all pain was gone completely and he gave his life to Jesus on the spot oh. <laughs> um,
3: Rizon's an amazing man um, God's made him an amazing man uh, we were in the car yesterday together this was the walking group <laughs> 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 um, so we were off to the Dales to have a great time. Um, but our numbers had been reduced somewhat. Uh, so in my heart I was thinking, well, there was, there was a tension within me, a bit of a, a conflict because I was thinking, it's nice to have the fellowship, it's nice to be in the countryside, it's nice to have you know, a good time. But there was something, with, something in my spirit was crying out for Leeds uh, and a few, we're a sent people, aren't we? <laughs> and uh, we had uh, a, a focus on that about, was it about four weeks ago? As we were going through the, the letters of L-E-E-D-S, and the final one is S, and that's sent. So I forget. I even forget who was, who was talking about being a sent people, but we are a sent people. <laughs> says, God, I'm going to all the world. <laughs> and we were going into the countryside. Okay, there's a few people out there, but... Leeds is a hub, and it's a strategic center, and that's why we're here, isn't it? So there was this thing burning within me. So we got halfway to where I'd intended to go, and <laughs> the pressure was building up within me. And I knew if we'd gone any further, I would have had a headache. I said to Rizon, do you mind if we turn around? And bless him, he said, yeah, we better turn around. Now, anybody else would have flipped, but he <laughs> So we turned around, went all the way back. Um, and we had the most blessed time of encounters. It was incredible. It was just a trail of people who seemed ready and open and soft-hearted. And, and we, we got some leaflets and were given these out. And people were listening and responding. And it was just, there was quite a few significant encounters, weren't there? Um, and then we connected with some other Christians who were uh, doing some outreach on Brigitte, which we didn't know about. But that was that was just it was just a god time and I, I think when we when we say to god lord use me he actually <laughs> takes us seriously and then we might forget about it but he doesn't and he he'll keep us kind of impale, impaled in love uh, to our destiny which is to reach the city and one way or another he'll find a way to hold us to our word and actually use us uh, and it's it was the most exciting time wasn't it it was absolutely amazing so
4: yeah, I, uh, I've just joined recently, uh, it's been about a few months. Uh, I was going through a bit, a few difficulties uh, with job and stuff. I got made redundant, but I have left it to Jesus and th- things have started to improve in my life. Uh, I've got a job and then basically I left it to Jesus. Now, basically, my, the next sort of thing was that I had to get permanent and that was three months now. I've just been made permanent now in my job. I've hit my targets as well. Uh, so I've I've done that. I had to hit 32, and I've, I went down. I got 40 last month. So uh, next stage now is to bring my wife over, and I just, I'm just going to leave that to Jesus. So you know, so I'm just sort of carrying on, just leaving it to him because I know I think he'll deliver it for me. Yeah.
1: Well, what Jesus is doing to my life? Uh, Two years ago before I came to church I was really ill. I had pain. I've been to hospital as well. When I came to church and they prayed for me and I never been back to Doctor anywhere. That's massive, massive for me what Jesus is doing. And also I find Jesus who died for us. Yeah. And who rose again. And everything we we just ask him and will sort it for us. Isn't it good just to hear the
4: stories? (laughs) Um, I'm going to tell a testimony on behalf of a friend of mine. Um, Some of you might know that I volunteer um, through Lee's Asylum Seeker Support Network, um, which is based in the city centre. And I volunteer as part of their befriending scheme, which is where you get matched with um, someone who's in the asylum-seeking process and um, on the first of august last year um, i was matched with a wonderful woman um from an african country and um and uh her four children she's got four beautiful children Um, and she'd been in the uk at that time about uh three and a half or four years um and had um put in a couple of different claims for asylum which had both been rejected um and so she was kind of um, she describes actually how she had this massive burden just and she was carrying it around with her all the time that um she she had like backache and headaches just all the time because she had this massive burden um the um, the four children that she's got had all been born since she was in the uk um and and so obviously she was kind of carrying this burden for them as well um and around christmas time last year Um, she texted me and said that um, she'd gone over to the Home Office, we've got one in in Leeds, I can't remember what the name of it is, Um, but she'd gone in to report and they'd taken her into an office and taken pictures of her and all the children and kind of made noises um, towards the fact that they were um, preparing travel documents to deport them. Um, And uh, I think at this point I sent an email to the prayer team. (laughs) Um, And anyway um we didn't hear anything for a long time um and i think she has to go once or twice a month to to report or once every two months or so to report um and, um, and I just kept saying to her, we just have to keep praying. We just have to keep praying. You know, you've got a faithful God and God provides and, um, He knows, He knows your, your backstory. He knows why you need to be here and not in your home country. And, um, and I felt a bit like a broken record, you know, and you're just like, just keep praying, just keep praying, just keep having faith that, you know, remember that God's faithful. Um, and time was going on and on. And bearing in mind, she'd already been in the UK for four years. Um, and she'd already put in so, many, well, two claims before and she'd been through this process so many times. Um, anyway, then she started to prepare a third claim, um, and because the idea is that um, if you've got a claim kind of in the system, they can't touch you. Um, and so she was preparing this third claim, and um, and was kind of there's lots of charities around Leeds that support with this type of thing. So she was doing this through um, a, a team of like volunteer solicitors. solicitors. Um, and it kind of it kind of, all stopped, the process kind of stopped. I think there were some delays in all the evidence that she was collecting and that they were all putting together. Um, and they didn't put in the third claim. Um, however, uh, about two weeks later, um, after they'd started to kind of prepare things and get things together, um, I got this text from her saying, I've been granted leave and I didn't even put in my third claim. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so there's absolutely no rhyme nor reason to what happened then um, because she didn't even get to put in her third claim and they just gave her and her children um, uh stay in the in the UK Um so she's got a certain amount and then she's gonna have to reapply um, in a few years but um, but yeah massive because there's, there's just absolutely no way that that would have happened without God um, <laughs> and now she's here and she's um she's in the benefit system and she's doing really really well and um, and is really really secure and she described to me actually I remember I mentioned she had these really bad back pains and, and headaches and things she said that as soon as she got the news that um that she'd been granted this stay um, in the UK, um, this, these, this back pain and these headaches just disappeared, yeah. um, which is incredible. So, yeah, praise God. And, um, yeah, I think God's got some good plans for her. So, Thank yeah, it's
1: great. Yeah. Anybody else? No pressure. Just, I just want to give you space for the story. Um, I've got one which is 40 years old, um, and it's still going on. <laughs> uh, today is our 40th wedding anniversary and,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I just want to thank God for the, the miracle all the thousands of tiny miracles that um, have made up our married life and um, today's one of those kind of landmarks but it's, it's been a whole long journey that's gone in five minutes. <laughs> if that doesn't sound like a contradiction. Um, and I just want to declare the faithfulness of God yeah. to us right. in so many ways that would just take too long to, to recount. But um, sometimes the workings of God are not explosive. <laughs> They're not dramatic. Sometimes it's just long and consistent and steady and continuously faithful. And... Um, I just want to give praise to God for uh, 40 wonderful years of marriage to my dear wife. <laughs> so, thank God with me. Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> One of the things which thrills me so much about, uh, you know, when we hear testimony, it speaks of who God is, not, not just what he did, but who he is. So, all of the things that we've heard this morning is um is a record of god's dealings with us our, our family all those stories are our stories they may have been given by an individual but it's our family story I don't, does that make some sense you know when we when we uh, hear one of our natural relatives tell about something that, that has happened for them it affects us doesn't it and it's the same we're because we're part of this family these stories are our stories they're our record and um, (coughs) I love this how things which happen in life things which you know I've just spoken about 40 years of life as far as God is concerned that's all current it's all now these things that we've heard about of you know delayed for you know you're God's faithfulness in providing you with a job, Um, Rizon, and you know, just the way God drew you, God spoke to you. Uh, Johnny, you know, the story of that young man who gave his life to Jesus. It's all current, it's all now, as far as God is concerned. And um, what it means is that because he's unchanging, all these things are available now. Story time. Story time. Brilliant. I'm going to hand over to Kate. As I said earlier, we're going to... Uh, now, th- this is it's a children's story, and the thing I like about children's stories, they, they speak to adults. Um, so Kate's going to read us a story. I'm going to disappear at the back there. and um, Hopefully, we'll be able to get this on the screen. So watch and listen. Uh, this is about what happens when people forget.
5: While John's doing the techie bit, um, I'm just going to read again the first couple of verses from Psalm 78, which says, oh my people, listen to my teaching. Open your ears to what I'm saying for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and know which our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children, but will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord. So this is the day it rained in colors. It was pouring with rain. Sarah, Tim and John stared gloomily out of the window They couldn't go out and there was nothing to do. They were bored and cross. Would the rain never stop? What long faces, said a voice behind them. And there was grandma. The children cheered up at once. Perhaps she would tell them a story. They all loved grandma's stories. That's better, grandma said. I don't like to see gray faces as well as a gray day. She looked thoughtful though some people are like that all the time. The world is always gray for them, whether it's sunny or raining. What do you mean, said Sarah? Sit down by me, said grandma, and I'll tell you a story. There was once a land called Greyland where everything was gray. The sky was gray, the grass was gray, the flowers were gray, every day it looked like rain. Even the people were gray. Every morning they pulled back their curtains on another gray day. They put on their gray clothes and ran downstairs to a gray breakfast. Then they shut their gray front doors and hurried past the gray shops to catch the gray bus to work. Gray spotted dogs barked as they passed. The children played with their gray toys and went to school in gray school clothes. It was very dull. There was no color anywhere. No cheerful red, no orange, no blue, no green, no yellow, not even brown. But people didn't mind because they didn't know. They'd never seen a blue sky or green grass or yellow buttercups. So they were happy enough in Greyland in a gray sort of way. Then one day something happened, something very strange happened. A great big balloon came floating down out of the sky the grown-ups were much too busy to notice but the little gray boy saw it and he rubbed his eyes it was a very strange balloon indeed the biggest he had ever seen it had a basket underneath with three children leaning out and the balloon and the basket and the children weren't gray the balloon was coming to land. The little gray boy ran to meet it. The basket bumped gently on the gray grass and Sarah, Tim, and John climbed out. The little gray boy stared and stared. He just could not help it. He stared at their brown hair and their rosy cheeks. He stared at Sarah's bright blue dress. He stared at Tim's red trousers and his yellow jersey. He stared at John's brown jeans and his green striped shirt. He'd never seen anything like it before. The children stared back at the little gray boy. How strange he looked. Where could they be? They looked at the sky and that was gray. They looked at the grass and that was gray. They looked at the flowers and they were gray. There were no colors at all. They had never seen anything like it before. Where are we? They asked the little grey boy. Why is everything grey? Where have all the colours gone? Oh, this is grey land, said the little grey boy. What are colours? And where did you get your lovely clothes? Colours are mm, blue, said Sarah, like my dress. And red, said Tim, like my trousers. And yellow, like my jersey. And green, like the stripes on my shirt, said John. And brown, like my jeans. Ah breathed the little grey boy, so that's what colours are. I like colours. I like them very much. I'd like to wear blue trousers and a bright red jersey. Oh, it's not just clothes, said Tim. We come from a land of colour. The sky is blue, the grass is green, poppies are red, and buttercups are yellow. Everything has its own colour. It's lovely. A land of colour, sighed the little grey boy. He'd been quite happy with grey before. Now it made him feel sad if only someone could make his grey land into a land of colour. Then he had an idea. Come with me, said the little grey boy. We'll go and see the mayor. He'll tell us what to do. When they came to the town, how everyone stared. They rubbed their eyes. Where are you going? They cried to the little gray boy. We're going to see the mayor, said the little gray boy. We want him to make our gray land into a land of color. Color? Said the people, staring at the children. Color, they said, looking at Sarah's blue dress and Tim's red trousers and John's striped shirt. What a good idea. We'll come with you. And they all stopped what they were doing and went along too. The little grey boy knocked at the mayor's front door. Please, Mr. Mayor, said the little grey boy, we want to make our grey land into a land of colour. Can you tell us how? Colour, said the mayor, staring at the children. Hmm, colour, he said, looking at Sarah's blue dress and Tim's red trousers and John's striped shirt. Hmm, what a good idea. We'll go and ask the wizard who lives in the hole. So off they went. When they came to the hole, it had no front door. So the mayor called down. Wizard, he said, please come up and help us. We want to make our gray land into a land of color. Can you tell us how? The wizard popped his head up out of the hole. Color, said the wizard, staring at the children. Color, he said, looking at Sarah's blue dress and Tim's red trousers and John's striped shirt. Hmm, what a good idea. I'll just look through my book of spells. And he turned the pages of his big gray book till he found the place. I'm going to make it snow, he said. And When the snow melts, there'll be color everywhere. Just you watch. So the wizard made his spell and it began to snow. It snowed and it snowed till everything was covered. And then the sun came out and the snow began to melt and everything was orange. "'Oh, dear,' said the mayor and the children and the people. "'That's no good. It's worse than it was before. "'Please change it all back. "'We'll go and see the witch of the talking forest.' So the wizard unmade his spell, and off they went. The trees swayed and whispered as they passed, rustling their thin gray leaves. In the middle of the talking forest, they found the witch. She was stroking her big gray cat.' the witch said the mayor please help us we want to make our grey land into a land of color can you tell us how color said the witch staring at the children mmm color she said looking at Sarah's blue dress and Tim's red trousers and John's striped shirt what a good idea you shall have some of my magic paint that never runs out so, she gave them each a tin of her magic paint and a brush to paint with. Paint everything the color you want, she said. I shall paint the sky. And she climbed up onto her broomstick. So, everyone set to work. They painted the grass and they painted the insects. They painted the trees and they painted the leaves. They painted the fruit and they painted the flowers. They even painted themselves. But it wasn't any use. It looked all wrong. The ladybirds were purple and the beetles were pink. The trees had blue and white spots. The grass was yellow and the flowers were striped. And the witch had painted the sky a nasty shade of green. It was dreadful. Oh dear, said the mayor and the children and the people. That's no good. It's worse than it was before. And they all set to work to wash the paint off. Then The little gray boy said to the children, the mayor can't do it and the wizard can't do it and the witch can't do it. How can we make our gray land into a land of color? Sarah thought and then she said, why don't you ask the maker? There was a long pause. The people hung their heads. Why? they'd forgotten all about the maker now they began to remember they remembered stories of long ago stories of the beginning of a beautiful land of color where the maker and his people were happy together before things went wrong and the colors faded away yes they would ask the maker and that was what they did they said they were sorry for forgetting him and they asked him to make their grey land into a land of color. Please. Then they waited. They waited all day and nothing happened. But the very next morning, there was a most tremendous thunderstorm. The sky grew darker and darker. Great drops of rain began to fall and in next to no time it was simply pouring. But there was something different about the rain. The little gray boy was the first to notice. It was raining in colors, every color you can think of and every color in the right place. The green drops fell on the leaves and the grass, the brown drops fell on the earth, red drops fell on the poppies and yellow drops fell on the buttercups when the people saw it they all shouted for joy and they all ran out to catch the sparkling raindrops then a lovely thing happened they weren't gray people anymore the raindrops fell on their hair and turned it brown their cheeks grew rosy and as for their clothes you've never seen such colors everyone had the colors he liked best the little gray boy was a brown boy now. He danced and sang in his new blue trousers and his bright red jersey. He had never been so happy. Then the rain stopped and the sun came out. A golden sun in the clear blue sky. It shone on the happy laughing people. The stream in the meadow looked as blue as the sky. Robin Redbreast sang from his branch. Butterflies settled on the gleaming flowers and every drop of rain sparkled in the light. The people thanked the maker. Thank you, they said, for our land of color. We promise we'll never forget you again. Goodbye, said Sarah to the little gray boy, who was a brown boy now. Goodbye, land of color, said Tim and John. Then they climbed back into the basket of the great balloon, and a little breeze caught them gently up and away.
1: Uh, I feel like I ought to make the altar call now. <laughs> uh, uh, there's, in that um, psalm that Kate read earlier, Psalm 78, Um, there's a little bit later on, it's this, it's um, verse 9 through to verse 11, of Psalm 78. It says that the, the men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. And then it says this, they forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. And I just think it's the, um, the remembrance, isn't it, of what God has done in our lives that helps keep us on track with what God has got for our future. I'm sure God is
3: passionate about color because um, circling the throne in heaven is
1: a rainbow. <sighs> it's close to his heart, isn't it? Um, I've got no idea how to wind this up. Um <laughs> eh? Coffee, yeah, we will. Um, I, ju- I just want to say um, the story, that story that Kate read, is about people in a world who are living, but they're living at a level below the one that their maker intended. And, and the invitation is always there. And I just want to say this morning, if, there's a, if anybody... Who's here, and I'm not sure who I might be speaking to. But if anybody's actually saying that, Do you know, I've been living at a level below where God intended, it may be you've never actually said to Jesus, Yes, I want you to come and make my life a life full of colour. Or you've known the Christ, but you've kind of just let life become grey. Um, there's opportunity today just for you to come back and say, we're sorry. And for God, who in his immense grace and goodness says, look, do you know what? I want to fill your life with color. I want to fill it with such astonishing brightness, brilliance, variety, (laughs) because that's who he is. I look out, um, our garden is looking lovely at the moment, not credit to me, I have to say. But I just look out the window and I look at this and I just think every morning, God, you are so rich. You just look around you, don't you? And you see the fullness of God. And that's what He wants to bring into our lives. So this morning, there's an opportunity. If you just want to say, God, I don't want to live at a lower level anymore, Uh, I or any others will pray for you. Um, We will finish there. Uh, Have we we got. Thank you, Jeff. Um, in fact, Jeff is now going to come round with a basket and we'll collect the tithe and offering. Is that all right? Again, we just give thanks to God for his, uh, just his supply into our lives. Uh, we were just hearing testimony from Christine this morning of God's provision into your life in a way you didn't expect. Wasn't it true? Which meant that you've been able to do Yeah, come on.
0: It was... Um... More than that, really, because, I mean, the money's good, but, it, you know, it, it, it was one of those times when I was just firing questions at God. Do you ever get those times when you're just constantly asking him questions, normal questions, everyday questions, and, and God was answering me all the time. Every time I asked him a question, he answered me, and at the end of that particular time, I thought this is just me answering these questions. There's No, there's, there's no proof that God's that quick at answering questions, you know what I mean? I was just thinking, this is just me. And um, I came here to um, um, an empowered meeting and uh, I was relaxing and just saying to God, you know, um, that, that really I needed this money. And God said to me, <laughs> it's in the bank. And I thought, oh, right, yeah, you know, this is me again. And, you know, just wanting something, you know, that anyway, when I went to the bank next day, it was, it was there. Oh, wow. I, and there was no, normally before the, you know, you get the money, you get a letter saying it's going to be in the bank on this, this day, but there was no letter. The, the money was just there, so. <laughs> Praise
1: God. Praise God. Wonderful.
5: Uh, um, I just like to help my husband wind this up (laughs) I'm going to pray I'm going to pray do you know before I before we came this morning there was uh, such a sense of the Lord just delighting to be with us didn't matter numbers it was just just his delight to be with his family And Father, we are are undone by your grace, Lord God. Your grace is so rich and so releasing and so nourishing and so empowering and so varied, Lord. And we just want to say thank you. Your people want to thank you, Lord God, for who you are and for what you've done in our lives and for the road that you've taken us and the fact that you are always, always trustworthy. So, Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen.
1: (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, One last thing, and that is I have some little, little business cards here. Uh, and on each card, it simply says says this, and it's, it's about Alpha. It uh, is there more to life than this? <laughs> it says, how about a night in? <laughs> Not quite sure what the relevance of that is. Um, and there's a young man on the front there, sort of scratching his head with a question mark in the front. But on the back, it's got some information about um, Alpha at City Church Leeds, um, just trailing the fact it's starting in September, October, and Uh, What I want to encourage you to do is just to take a few of these and give them to your friends. Um, There's no more, I mean there's a web address on there and everything else. So um, it's just getting them to kind of start to think, oh, maybe actually, maybe I could come. And you can use it just as a, uh, you know, an opening for an invite. Um, And we'll be giving out more information about that as uh, weeks go on. So. Please come and take one of these, or no, not one of them, five of them. I don't know how many you think you can, can use. And uh, just hand them out, give them to your friends, and let them follow it up. Okay? Great.